Welcome. If you're a woman who has a sense that there's more out there for you, you're in the right place. I'm Whitney Baker, host of the Electric Ideas podcast. Somewhere along the line of working kids, life carried on, but I lost track of my truth. I'm on a reflective journey, and that's what this podcast is all about. Each week, I interview a woman who is lighting her own path and offering others hope. Before our conversation ends, we'll share a reflective question for you to explore. Sometimes all we need is a jolt, a fresh idea, an aha moment that connects us to a sense of possibility. This, my friends, is what I call an electric idea. I'm Whitney Baker from Electric Ideas, and this is a mini jolt, a short episode where I share quick tips and reflections to light you up with a greater sense of what's possible for you and your life. As someone who teaches meditation, I am regularly learning about and reflecting on the topic of stress. While meditation serves people in many ways, it's most universal as a tool we have available to help us prevent and manage stress because we all can identify with having stress at some points in our lives. According to a survey by the American Psychological Association, 75% of adults report experiencing moderate to high levels of stress on a monthly basis. So most of us could probably benefit from taking an honest look at the level of stress in our lives. So most of us are at least vaguely aware that ongoing stress isn't too healthy for us, that it can lead to a variety of physical and mental health problems from heart disease to cancer to anxiety, the list goes on and on. But as I continue to work with more and more people through the Electric Ideas community, it's been eye-opening to see how many people are super tuned in to certain aspects of their wellness, but often ignore or discount the role stress plays in their life. And I really believe for many people, it's an important missing piece in their well-being puzzle. I feel like this quote from Dr. Leonard Sachs sums it up so well. He says, the 21st century is a time of great stress and change. The pace of life is faster than ever before, and the demands on our time and energy are greater than ever. We are bombarded with information and stimulation from all sides. It's no wonder that stress has become the silent killer of our generation. I'm hoping that this episode, if nothing else, just gives you a chance to pause and draw attention to the role stress is playing in your life. But let's start with some good news. The good news is not all stress is bad. Have you ever heard of eustress spelled with an E? Eustress refers to a type of stress that actually has positive effect on our emotional and psychological well-being. I feel like it's something that professional athletes, for example, have been leveraging for a long time. It's often referred to as good stress because it can help us feel positively challenged or even motivated in certain scenarios. A close mentor of mine, David G., said this of eustress during my training through Unplugged Meditation. Eustress is where you respond to a stressor, such as a challenge, with positive feelings because you feel it will bring you personal growth, deeper fulfillment, or lasting satisfaction. When you are competing in sports, exercising, riding a roller coaster, watching a scary movie, working on a project that has meaning to you, or are challenged out of your comfort zone, that stress results in you stress. So I'm definitely not a scientist or a research expert, but I've really enjoyed learning about how to distinguish you stress 
Because it's kind of comforting to know that some stress can actually serve us. So based on my understanding of the current science, here's a little bit more of a deep dive into how to distinguish eustress. First of all, it's finite. It has a beginning. It has an end. Like if you gear up for a HIIT workout or a steep hike, hopefully you crush it. But ultimately, you know, in an hour or two, there's going to be an end. It's complete. It's over. So finite. The second characteristic that really defines eustress is that it feels challenging versus threatening. And I'll give you a personal example here. In a past life, I was a journalist, and I will never forget the buzz of being in a newsroom at Associated Press when past President Barack Obama was elected. That's a story for another time, but I'm just setting the scene because I can tell you that working in a newsroom environment where you're writing under deadline feels momentarily pretty stressful. But for me, it was that good challenge feeling. It was stimulating. It was satisfying. And while the challenge was difficult at times, it didn't feel threatening. It also led to a feeling of accomplishment. And finally, research is showing that the third tenet that really defines eustress is the chance to learn or grow. This was fun for me to think about because in the electric ideas community, I'm always talking about tiptoeing out of your comfort zone, having a growth mindset. So maybe this is an example where it feels a little bit stressful to take an art class because it's vulnerable. Maybe you drop into that, who am I to pick up those paints again, self-talk zone. But with you stress, from my understanding, when there's a clear growth opportunity, often the experience outweighs the stress of the moment. And then it ends up falling into that good stress category when you stretch past your comfort zone in the name of personal growth. All right. So now we understand that eustress is finite. It feels challenging versus threatening and or it's in the context of giving us a chance to learn or grow. So now let's look at the other extreme. The opposite of eustress is distress, which normally gets shortened to what we simply call stress when we're talking about, oh, I'm so stressed out. And this is the type of stress that left unchecked can truly harm our physical, emotional, and psychological health. We all know stress can come from so many directions, and most of us will experience certain seasons in life when stress feels overwhelming or unmanageable. For me, thinking about what actually happens physiologically to my body when my body is stressed is strangely helpful because it inspires me to be proactive, to notice when stress is creeping in and do my best to get ahead of it before it blows up. So here's my layman terms explanation of my understanding of what happens to our body under stress. Basically, when we feel stressed, certain parts of our brain send signals to the rest of the body to release hormones that prepare us for action. Lots of people refer to this as the fight or flight response, and it's hardwired into us from way back when we needed to escape predators like saber-toothed tigers. The problem is that today, unless we're firefighters or soldiers or work in some environment where our life is on the line, most of our stress is more in the form of things like arguments with loved ones, caring for someone who's sick, demanding jobs, money problems, you name it. Regardless of what it is, once certain parts of our brain decide there's a threat, 
even though it's typically an ego threat, not a true physical threat, it signals our body to release stress hormones like adrenaline and cortisol that tell the rest of our body that it's time to prepare for action. You might experience a spike in blood pressure, rapid heartbeat, faster breathing, sweating, tense muscles, because your nervous system is dealing with a perceived threat, like that tiger breathing down your neck. So with this, digestion might also be stalled because when the body is responding to stress and preparing us for a fight or flight situation, blood circulation might decrease because your body is smart. It pumps blood to the most essential survival areas like your muscles and your brain. One way I heard this explained that really stuck with me is if you think about needing your limbs to help slay a predator, then your body's intelligence isn't going to be focusing on non-essential things like digesting the burger you just had for lunch. It sends blood flow to what it thinks is essential for winning the battle. This is why we actually digest food better when we're eating in a calm way and we're enjoying it, not when we're stressed. For a very similar reason, the hormones released when you experience stress have an impact on your growth hormones and your sex hormones. Because during fight or flight, the body prioritizes shooting resources toward immediate survival needs. So again, back in the day, if you had that saber-toothed tiger breathing down your neck, growth and reproduction would be low on your body's list if you might get chomped by a saber-toothed tiger within the next few minutes. These are just a few examples of what happens when your body is in distress. It wrecks havoc on so many levels of mind, body, and soul. And this is where I'm hoping the whole self-care isn't selfish piece might click in a new way for people. Because when we tip past eustress into distress, and especially chronic stress, we truly negatively impact our ability to perform, to be productive, to make good decisions. And I think it's important to remember that when we neglect our stress level and let it build up, there's no way, no way we are setting ourselves up to show up as the type of partner, parent, colleague, community members that we all want to be. Whether you choose to explore meditation as a tool to help manage stress or anything else, I just hope that you take a minute to reflect on where stress is standing between you and your highest expression as a human being. I love what Ariana Huffington said once to a group. She said, right now, we take better care of our smartphones than we take care of ourselves. I bet everyone here knows how much battery remains in their smartphones right now. I always end each episode of Electric Ideas with a reflection. You can noodle on it as you're driving, journal if you're so inclined, or maybe even spark a more meaningful conversation with someone you love. So ask yourself this, what is my personal battery level right now? If it's not fully charged, maybe ask yourself, what do I truly need in mind, body, and soul to boost it right now? Absolutely nobody can ever know you better than you know yourself. I hope you give yourself permission this week to care for yourself and to tend to your stress if you feel its presence. 
Obviously, meditation is a big part of my journey and my practice for managing stress. So if you have any questions about meditation or anything else I'm talking about in the online space, you're always welcome to reach out to me on Instagram at, at Whitney Woman, or you can email me at Whitney at myelectricideas.com. I hope tuning in today helped you understand just a little bit more of that distinction between good and bad stress and acknowledge where you're at and how you can support yourself in this moment. That's all for today. Don't forget to breathe. Stay well, friends. I'm so glad you joined me today. If you're looking for more, feel free to connect with me on Instagram at, at @whitneywoman. And if you enjoyed the show, I invite you to support me by leaving a review or sharing it with a friend. Hope you have an inspired day.